Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm talking today with Jill Mott. She's a sommelier from Henry and & Son, and she's going to talk to us about Slovenian wines today. Hi, Jill. Hello. Good morning. Thanks for being here. So tell us about wines from Slovenia. Yeah, so if you Google Slovenia, it's like one of the most beautiful countries in Europe. But it is a country that I don't think many people, you know, they don't really go there when they're thinking of wine, right? They think of Italy, France, Greece, you know, all the mm -hmm. all the popular all the popular ones. But Slovenia has more than twenty-seven thousand wine growers in the country. And this is obviously talking about anybody from the industrial the industrial growers down to the small mom and pop growers, right, that make their own wine. But but literally 27,000 wine growers in the country. And I wanted to focus on one of those today that is incredibly artisanal. Um, they own, the name of the winery is called Chotar. And they are, they owned a restaurant long before they were making wine. And they slowly, you know, they started to grow their own grapes, make their own wine. And the wine was so popular at the Chotar restaurant that they started to, they decided to do wine growing full time. And just to orient people on geography. So we're very close to Venice right now. We're kind of hopping over the border of Italy into Western Slovenia. There we're close to Trieste is the closest Italian city and off the Gulf of Trieste. And we're in a region, if you look at all the regions in Slovenia, it's like the antithesis of the ones we know in Europe, like Bordeaux and Burgundy. They're very easy to pronounce. These They have names like Vipavska Dolina and Sloveneska Istra, right? Well, the region that the Chotars are located in is an easy to pronounce region called Kras, K-R-A-S. And I wanted to talk about this natural producer. Uh, do you mind if I tell you about a few wines? That Please they, do. That they make. So <clears throat> one of my favorites is right now orange wine is like all the rage. And so our pet nats, sparkling wines, everybody's like loving them. Some sparkling wine celebrate springtime. These, the Chotars are making an orange pet nat, which is like, mm. or excuse me, an orange sparkling wine that's made just like a champagne out of two grapes. One is called Malvasia, which is known throughout Europe. It grows like a weed. It does great in many places, especially Slovenia. It can kind of be floral and mossy and herbal. And they blend it with a native grape there called Vitovska. And Vitovska is, is kind of, uh, it can be kind of medium bodied. It has um, it really complements other varietals and, and stretches them a little bit to their full potential. And so what they do is they, you know, they make a wine, they, they blend the two together. It spends about a week on the skins and they ferment it in huge open top wooden vats with, they don't add any yeast. It just fermentation is natural airborne yeast. And then in order to make it into a sparkling wine, they do, they use the champagne or traditional method process, but they do it naturally. Most champagnes and traditional method sparkling wines people add like packeted yeast and add sugar to it to make that second fermentation in the bottle the chotars add grape must that they've frozen from the year before and they will of the same grapes and they will pitch that into the bottle and after the after the first fermentation pitch that must put a cork on it and then that second fermentation is happening in the bottle 
but it's a natural sparkling wine that spends time on the skins, no sulfur added. And wow, if you like kombucha, if you like wines that have just a small amount of oak, holy cow, is it textured? It goes with like everything. If you're like, Jill, well, what should I eat with it? I would say everything. It goes well <laughs> with everything. It's so awesome. So that's one. Um, do I have time for two more? You do, but I want to just uh, make it clear when you say orange wine, you know, if someone's never heard of orange wine before, that means nothing about that there's oranges in it. It just means it hung out on the skins for a while, gave it some color, right? Yes. Thank you for, thank you for, you know, highlighting that because I just, for some reason, feel like I have these faithful listeners and they just listen every other week. <laughs> well, it does happen. Of no, of no, course, no, of I, course. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right, though. So orange wine is, you know, you have spent time in the skins, thus gaining color and gaining texture. And most people would argue most natural wine producers that like orange wine would say if 80% plus of the DNA of a grape lies in the skins, why would you get rid of the skins to make a white wine? You know, mm-hmm. so... Um, All right, so onward ho to a sparkling red. So for those listeners that love um, like a Lambrusco, this is, uh, if you love Napa Valley cabs, but like more like kind of sexy, not so flashy, a little bit more linear and um, like a little bit more serene Napa Valley cabs. And if, if they could like shag with a Lambrusco, that's what you would have in this wine. You've got like a ton of flavor, a lot of rich ripeness, but you also have fizz. And here they're using a local grape called Teron. And Teron um, is the same grape as Refosco in Northern Italy. Teron, they they do the same thing where it spends time on the skins. Obviously it's a red wine. They, after the first fermentation, they put it in the bottle and then they take frozen Teron grape juice from the previous harvest, sprinkle that into the wine. And then they, once they get a cap on it, that second fermentation happens in the bottle and you're left with like the champagne-like fine bubbles and mousse, but with the complexities of a red wine. And it's earthy and it's a little bit balsamic and like balsam wood. It's just really, it's, it's a really beautiful, um, when you're in the mood for red wine and in the mood for bubbles and you can't decide what to drink, the Chotars have you covered. That also is like a great kind of an easy, easy, like, you know, the pizza wine, the pasta wine, the barbecue wine, you know, goes with a lot of different you know, Wednesday night fare. Uh, the last wine I'll talk about is uh, it's from the grape I mentioned Vitovska before. The Chotars, they make a lineup of a small lineup of still wines. So wines that don't have any sparkle. And they've taken Vitoska. It's spent, you know, give or take a week on the skins. And then it's fermented in those huge wooden open top vats, just like the previous two wines. And then they've aged it in oak for, I think it's a minimum of about three years. And so right now, the wine that is in the Twin Cities market, their current release is 2016. So you're getting, at this point, you know, a four-year-old wine an orange wine because the Vitovska has spent time on the skins and you get the complexities of, you know, in the nose, on the palate of an orange wine. But then you also get, because it's spent time in these French barrels aging for, you know, three to four years, you get these, this incredible like nuances of sometimes Burgundy has these like 
lemon curd and poached mm. pear and things like that. Um, and like a little bit of vanilla bean that oak, French oak can give to a wine and really do something special. They bottle it without any sulfur. They don't filter it at all. And it's, it's just, it's a, it's a meaty white wine. If I do say so, it's really, really delicious. They're a really special producer. Anything that you had Memorial Day weekend quickly that you uh, would like to talk about? Wow. Well, Bent Paddle, uh, they're a brewery up in Duluth, Minnesota. They just came out with their new Wilderness Tuxedo, which is their sour. um, They have a seasonal sour series and it is cucumber lime. It's (laughs) 4.4% alcohol, which means drink me at 11 a.m. (laughs) p.m. Drink more than one of me if you so choose. Um, Really refreshing. And I think for these 80 degree days that may be coming up, um, it's it's a it's a really fun seasonal beer. Sommelier Jill Mott from Henry and Son will have you back in two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for talking with us today. Thanks for having me.